Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, we're going to be squarely in the running category because I've got the stars of the Road to 50 Miles documentary with me, Kara Wilson and Jennifer McMahon. You guys, these are normal women like you and I that thought, wow, a 50-mile ultra marathon would be an amazing challenge. And the Road to 50 Miles movie chronicles said challenge. You guys, this is a great conversation among female mother runners, and it couldn't be more perfect for this show. So without further ado, Carol Wilson and Jennifer McMahon of Road to 50 Miles. Some people question my sanity. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say that I want to run 50 miles, but I'm up for the challenge of doing it. Some people call me crazy. Many people think that I'm crazy because I'm running 50 miles. I thought that if you put my mom and Jen into a jar, that it would be a jar of nuts because they're crazy for running 50 miles. When Jen told me she was going to run an ultra marathon, I I originally thought it was kind of crazy. When I say my mom's going to run 50 miles, people think that she's crazy. 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 You know what we say to those people? Go find your own crazy. All right, welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast. I have got the Road to 50 Miles stars. Hello, ladies, Jen and Kara. How are you doing? Hi, Hi. how are you? Good. Good to be here. I am so jazzed to talk to you guys. I have just watched your documentary, Road to 50 Miles, and as the name would suggest, it is your road to a 50-mile ultra marathon. I have got to know, ladies. Tell me who you are, where do you live, how did you get to be on this journey to 50 miles? I'll start with you, Jen. Oh, man. Um, Well, we are so excited to be here. Um, My name is Jen McMahon. I live in Redondo Beach, and I've been running, I would say, for about, oh my gosh, how long? About 15 years, maybe 16 years, like more seriously. I started my first um, marathon. I started training for my first race and first marathon in uh, 2015. And I kind of got the running bug ever since then. And um, since then, I've also become a personal trainer and a running coach and a health coach. And so I'm kind of in the business now. But um, I just love it. But Kara is the one who turned me on to ultra running. And um, I'll let her tell her story about that. But man, I am so glad she did because we have had a blast with it. Kara, it sounds like this is the right kind of peer pressure. Tell us about (laughs) your background in running and how you talked Jen into joining you. Absolutely. So I started running when I was 38 years old. I was living in England. And I, there was a group of runners and they kept pressuring me as runners do. (laughs) And they said, please join us, please join us. And I kept saying, oh, I'm not good enough. I I can't even run the long distance that you were doing, which was six miles a day or so. So I went to a gym and I started with the treadmill and I said to them, if I can run on this treadmill for an hour, I'm going to start running with you guys. And so I did. Um, Now, we didn't have a GPS. We didn't worry about time. It was just a fun running group, and we ran through the South Downs in Brighton, um, and I just fell in love with running from there. Um, When I came back to the United States, I moved to LA, which I was new to, 
and I'm a stay at home mom. So I had to get out there and um, start doing stuff for myself. So I decided to train for my first half marathon, which I thought was just this crazy number I could never do. And then after the half marathon, I moved on to training for a full marathon. And I was like, that's crazy. I never thought I could do that. And I was so proud. I got about four hours and 30 minutes and I was like, wow, I think next time I'm just going to run faster, but you know, I'll take a little month break, you know? <laughs> and I was at, um, I was at a birthday party and, um, for kids and this man came up to me and all these people were like congratulating me because I just completed the marathon. They're like, wow, what an accomplishment. And he said, oh, that's great. So what's next? What are you going to be doing next? And I'm like, what? I'm like, maybe a faster marathon? He's like, or you can do like a mud runner. You could do a Spartan. And then he's like, you can do an ultra. I never heard of an ultra. So I asked him, what is an ultra? And he said, an ultra is anything over 26.2 miles. I said, you can't do that. People would die. <laughs> so that's not even a thing. I don't even know. And sure enough, I went home and I started Googling, um, ultra marathons and I just I just started YouTubing these videos of just regular men and women running and I was like I can do this I think I'm gonna train for a 50 mile race I love that. Well, first of all, I mean, anyone that's listening that has run a full marathon, 26.2 miles, y'all know how tired you are at the end of one of those races. So I know that you think these women are like insane in the membrane when they're talking about going even farther past 26.2. Ladies, I have to know, I mean, listeners of this show know that I've got a few ultras under my belt, but why the American River 50? For those that don't know out there, you guys, there are ultra courses and there are ultra courses. I mean, the terrain on this is bananas. Why did you do that race? Okay, we didn't know. I don't think I knew that going in, but that's a good question. Kara did the research. So basically, I did look up beginner 50 mile races. Like, is that even a thing? I don't even know. Um, and the American River came out up because it has one of the greatest aid stations. It's been around the longest, one of the longest running ultras as far as um, aid stations and the number of people it gets. So I felt like this was the safest one that we should do in Northern California. It, it was, was also not that night. far away and it was beautiful. So beautiful. Awesome. So if you're going to be out there for 50 miles, let's get some beautiful scenery. And then also you bring up a really good point of being close to home. Do you guys feel like in terms of planning logistics and crew and stuff like that, that kind of put you in the position to win? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I think it was great that we didn't have to fly there. We were able to, although I did, I think I did end up flying there, but we, most of us, uh, road tripped it because it's not that far, but you could kind of have what you needed with you. Awesome. 
Awesome. You know, so again, for anybody listening that's done a road race, you guys are thinking about aid stations like that, you know, you're on this like pavement road and then you walk up and there's a table with all these people that have every single aid. An ultra is much, much different. Can one of you just briefly speak to what being on the course is like in an ultra trail race as opposed to say your average road half marathon or marathon? Sure, I'll speak to that. It was really different for me because I had done a lot of road races by this point. Um, What was really cool to me about the ultra experience was that all of the aid stations are like put on by by volunteers and not just not just volunteering to help the race, but like each table or each aid station is sort of like put together on their own for the racers. So you don't necessarily know what's going to be at the aid station. It's not necessarily like sponsored goods. Like at a half marathon, you'll see like if Powerade is sponsoring it, Powerade will be at like every other aid stop. But here it's kind of like homemade foods and goodies that the people who created that table decided to share with you. So sometimes you'll get like soups and, you know, uh, like potato chips. One different aid station had like boiled potatoes. I mean, they just have all sorts of different stuff that you don't even really know what to expect, but they know ultra running and ultra runners and they kind of go with what works for them. So sometimes we got like Rice Krispie treats and all just sorts of random stuff. But it, I think what was really neat about it was that they really care. They're really generous and they really want to hear how you're feeling and every time we stopped at a different raid aid station they were talking us up about how we felt but then on the other hand there were bigger aid stops where we had our own crew so we had people who came with us to the race and they brought our own food to this stop and we were able to be supported by our own friends and family on some of the aid stations, which was really amazing too. The ultra community is probably the, the sweetest, most generous of all the running communities for sure. I love that. I want to talk about actually um, that support that you do get. So you talked a little bit about your crew. Um, There was a part in the documentary that I loved when you're talking about, um, you know, just the idea of doing this and committing to the training. And you got permission from your spouses and buy-in from your family first. Um, You even did a makeshift uh, 50K uh, during your training period with the support of your family and friends. Can you gals speak to the importance of having that support from your nearest and dearest? I think if we didn't have, for the first time that you raced this, You need the support from your community, your friends, and your family. You need them to be in 100%. Um, Jen actually was working um, in her run club, and she inspired two of her runners to become our pacers, so they also trained. And without them, I I can't tell you. I I don't know if I would have finished um, in in the weather that we were having and and all the things I didn't take into account. So for me, having that wonderful supportive community 
was everything. Yeah, I would agree completely. Um, the support from our pacers um, with the husbands, I think it was more a matter of saying to them, hey, we've got this crazy idea. Come with me. We're, you know, we might need a little bit more support at home and um, with the kids because we both are moms and but because we're going to be training and stuff. But really, they both kind of hopped on and were excited that we were even willing to take the challenge. And I think the kids, it didn't even feel like they missed us. I, not, not to say, because I mean, we were running a lot, but truthfully, we kind of ran when the kids weren't around anyway, like caravan while they were at school. I did a lot of running before they were awake in the morning, before mine were awake. And so um, I don't think we took away from them, but we did definitely give them something. I think they, they were excited about our race. They were looking forward to the run. They wanted to know every day, how many miles did you run today? They told all their friends at school, my mom's running 50 miles. Like it was kind of a cool thing and it brought really our community together. It was neat. I'm laughing because I'm sure when they told their friends at school, my mom's running 50 miles, you know, some of the adult staff or teachers were probably like, yeah, whatever. I'm sure she's running 50 miles. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. They're now, Kara talked about it a little bit earlier, just some of the unexpected weather. <laughs> Can you guys speak to me a little bit about training for the terrain so you had some wonky weather the day of the race i don't want to give all of this away y'all i need you to see this documentary um but <laughs> it's cool. let will you give us um i guess a little spoiler as to what happened with your weather and the importance of training for weather mishaps well that was the funny part was we got i would say maybe was it a week or two out from the race carrot we get an email from the race director saying, okay, so they've not only been having crazy rain, but they're expecting to have crazy rain all the way up until race day. And there was a point where we get an email saying the start line is underwater. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is for the movie, we had gone out to see the race. We had gone out to see the start line. We had already gone to like uh, movie stuff, you know, to to look into how they could, how they could film. And so we knew what the race line looked like. And so, or the start line looked like. And so when we found out it was underwater, it was like, oh my gosh. So we had to figure that out pretty quick. Um, but we don't have a lot of rain in SoCal. We, it's pretty hot and dry here most of the time. And um, so we didn't really train for it at all. In fact, we had a really awesome call with Chrissy Mail, whose book we were using to train for the race. And she gave us some quick pointers about how to make sure the rain didn't ruin us for the run. And I should point out that Chrissy Mail lives in the Pacific Northwest. So she knows a lot oh, about she's rain. She's an expert. <laughs> Yeah, she was not afraid of the rain. I want to compliment both of you, though, because it seemed like, I mean, this could have been a point that really just wrecked your mindset. And it seemed like you guys had your moment of panic, but you weren't going to let the weather beat you before you even began. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Probably Kara is more used to running in the rain than me anyway, because of her, where she's lived. Mm -hmm. um, but I love the rain. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. So for me, it's like hot and sunny, hot and sunny every day of my life. Um, and to me, rainy days are like the best. 
and I, I think too, we were not, because we're not normally trail runners, we run here on a lot of road. So for us, with all that rain on a trail, which ends up being lakes and puddles and oh mud, and, and mud. It, we didn't realize how much more exercise that was. <laughs> I mean, it's more exercise. It's like hours and hours of more exercise of trudging through mud. And it's not like dry paths and smooth sailing. It was a lot of work. We had like water crossings. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. There was a part in the documentary where it showed your husband's crewing you, and I don't know whose husband it was that had on a tough mutter shirt, but I, I did, um, <laughs> I was tickled by that because you were kind of doing a tough mutter out there on that rainy course, and I guess he just dressed for it, huh? Yeah, that was my husband. This is Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, I want you to also speak to, so as you're out there, again, we've set the stage. It's 50 milers. It's very technical terrain out there. The community and the camaraderie, it's a lot different than a road race. In an ultra, for those that don't know, though, there are certain checkpoints, i.e. you have to be at this mileage point by X o'clock or you're off the course. Can you ladies speak to just the pressure that that presents, maybe a road marathoner or somebody who's new to the trails? So for when I've ever ran a race, I'm always the middle of the pack. I'm definitely always the middle of the pack. Um, you know, a half would be like a 210 and, and a marathon would be a 430. I'm just always in the middle. So I thought I would be a middle of the pack ultra runner. I don't know how fast you have to be to be the middle of the pack, <laughs> but I've never worried about like the deadlines or the cutoffs where they'll turn you around. And I worried, um, yeah, maybe 25 miles in, we were always worried from that point on. Yeah. We, and the only thing we could, we could get updates from our friends and family at aid stations and our pacers kind of knew some stuff but otherwise we didn't really know how far we were ahead or behind schedule mm -hmm. um, so we really relied on other people to tell us that kind of thing um, mm -hmm. and we did get some information from one of our pacers that we like really needed to like step it up and and it was nerve-wracking there was a few moments of scare also, also what i learned was you can't trust the aid station people because they're so supportive they're like who cares you got this you're fine this is easy <laughs> and you're like no i think i only have two more minutes left <laughs> they're like you're fine just keep going so i think That's that true. part was different Definitely a different dynamic there. Ladies, I want to know what this did for your friendship. You did, um, you know, your training cycle and then you were presented with this really adventurous race day, shall we say. What did it do for your friendship? Well, that is such an interesting question. Um, yeah, because we were friends before, but mostly our kids were in class together. And I think we volunteered for the school a couple times together, but otherwise we didn't really know each other that well. And now we've done these two big races together. We did our own homegrown 50 K and then we did the 50 miler together. And you get to know someone a lot when you, when you run together and especially long mileage like that. And I think one thing that's really cool is that this is something that Kara and I will like always have, you know, it's something special that we did together. And on top of it, it's been documented into this awesome movie. 
which our friend created. And so it's really created quite a bond with our whole team, actually. Absolutely. Like um, friends, I was very close to Brandy, who's our director. And I was, um, like Jen said, we were like close acquaintances, but I didn't really know Aga, who also works with us. And all of a sudden, we just all became great friends. We had a bond. And then Jen entered these pacers into our life, who still to this day, I look at them like <laughs> I worship the ground they walk on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so pleased to meet all these great people. Um, we just became a really strong community and we haven't left it. We love it. Very true. So cool to hear, you know, running is a blessing in our lives in many ways. And it's really neat to hear how your relationship has blossomed from it as well. Ladies, I want people to see this documentary. I know they're going to be inspired. So tell us all the places we can find it, plug it. Oh, okay. Well, um, right now you can find us on Vimeo and it's really easy if you search road to 50 miles on Vimeo you will find our movie and it's um, easy to download. And I think you have like 24 hours to watch it. So get yourself a movie night um, in the next few days and uh, click on that and watch it with your family. I don't think you'll regret it because it's a really uh, fun, funny, uplifting movie. And Kara is the comic relief for sure. Every moment of the way. And also you can find us on Instagram at Road to 50 Miles. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well at Road to 50 Miles. And we will update you with new things that are coming through. Yeah, we're constantly doing other races and challenges and stuff. So Aga and I just recently did a crucible challenge where we ran uh, every hour on the hour for 12 hours. And so we're always doing fun things like that and talking about it on social media. Mm-hmm. And we're always, um, we, we keep continue with the film festival routine and also um, speaking with other people about where we'll be distributing it in the end. Yeah, we just did a film festival last month, actually, and that was a lot of fun. So and fun. We're, we're hoping to hear from a couple more film festivals next month. So fun. Road to 50 miles. Listener, I want you to either click details or swipe up. It's going to depend on the player that you're in. I'm going to get all those social handles hyperlinked for you there, as well as the link in Vimeo. You guys have to see this. You do not need to be an ultra marathoner right now to appreciate this movie. These are two moms, everyday women, just like you and I, and they went on the road to 50 miles. You can watch it too. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, friend, I know you want to see this movie. Depending on the player that you're in, you're either going to click details or swipe up, and that's going to take you to the link to see Road to 50 Mile documentary. So good very relatable, but also inspiring. I think every runner or anyone who is just weirdly intrigued by this whole ultra marathon universe should see this. Thank you so much, Jen and Kara, for coming on. You guys, interestingly, this production staff, as well as the crew that helped them fill the documentary, all female. I just think it's so fantastic and I love supporting this movie. Listener, you gotta see it. Click details or swipe up. And until I get into your earpiece again, remember, 
For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom Podcast. Thank you for listening to Run Lift Mom. I am so excited to offer a special discount to listeners of this show, and you're not going to find it anywhere else, so commit it to memory. Use the discount code RLM at checkout on my Alouette site to receive 15% off your order. You're going to go to alouette.com slash runliftmom, and you can find that linked in the show notes. But remember, because this isn't in the show notes, the code RLM is only for people hearing my voice right now. You're going to save 15% off your order using RLM. And yes, this can be stacked with other gift with purchase or BOGO discounts.